Nation. Got but, a shirt, though. But we're in the AFC West championship shirt today. Darn straight. Somebody did text in about an hour ago and said, you better check your check. There may be a line item for a deduction for that shirt. Oh, no, no. Yeah. This, is, this, is a, this is a freebie. Now, maybe someone's in trouble for giving it to me specifically. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. no, this was this This came from uh, came from the top. Okay. Um, Mark Donovan gave it to you? Clark gave it to you? I could, I, could share, I could share a little Mark Donovan story if you like. Sure. Um, after the game's over, kind of sorting out. There's CEO a, of the a Chiefs. a bunch of people in the in the hallway and a bunch of, like, staffers. And he went by each one of these people and said, hey, congratulations. What number is this for you? <laughs> and so he so – and I wasn't expecting the question. He goes, he goes so, Josh, what, what number is this for you? And I'm, 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 I'm literally counting on my fingers. I'm like – I guess it's three in a row. I said, although we had that weird COVID year, I don't really know. He goes, no, that counts. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's like so, three. He's like, congratulations. And he and he and he went like down the hallway to all these staffers and was asking him like, hey, congratulations. How many? Yeah. How many in a row is this for you? You know. Well, it's, it's it good cool. because I think there's only like three players that have been on all seven of these teams: Chris Jones, Travis, Travis. Kelsey, and Winchester. Winchester I believe are yeah. the three that have been on every one of these teams. Like. This is a streak longer than Mahomes has been in the NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last time the Chiefs didn't win the division, Isaiah Pacheco was 16. He wasn't even in college <laughs> That's yet. crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. All right, you know you're in Texas when, dot, dot, dot. We're rolling from the airport to the hotel on Saturday. And I happen to glance out my window, and I see this billboard. And I, I did, a, like, a tr- triple take. And I wish I had my... Phone out, could have taken a picture, but you're, you're taking a picture out the window, whatever. Billboard says $40. Come rent machine guns by the hour. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad price. B-Dub and I were like, what more detail <laughs> on I this? Does this include ammo? Is only it, I mean, in Texas, right? You can rent a machine gun for the hour. How cool would it be to fire off that sucker for an hour? I mean, have five that website at a location, whatever, you can go rent machine guns by the hour. I mean, 40 bucks for the hour is B-Dub asked. Does that include ammo? Because how know. many how many rounds are you going to put off in an hour on a machine if you gun? Only had Thousands? A, yeah, if they said Easily. You, you got an hour, shoot as much as you want. For 40 bucks? For 40 bucks, you're just... <laughs> everything right? but aren't you done in like five like aren't your arms tired for that maybe like vibrating arms maybe if the ammo's included i may go double machine gun <laughs> like chuck norris yeah. like chuck norris in invasion usa and just yeah. we're renting machine guns by the hour now yeah. <laughs> okay from the 913 you can do that texas here. texas thanks coach yeah felt very texas right uh, I know you've been to NR- NRG Stadium. Yeah, it's a weird name. It's not spelled energy. Right, but it's NRG. Yeah. It's just, it's, ha-ha, fun. Uh, you just don't realize how small the Superdome, or the uh, the Astrodome now is. Oh, I know. Isn't it crazy? 
It's the craziest thing I've seen. I, yeah. I was never at the Astrodome when it was just the Astrodome by itself, right? When it was just there. You, you remember from every event that was ever there. It was the eighth wonder of the eighth world. Wonder of the world. Yeah. Bad News Bears went and played that game there, right? It looked like this monstrosity. And it's still there. It's on the same property. It's right next door to the, the, the current football stadium. Mm-hmm. It looks like a semi parked next to a Volkswagen a, bug yeah. or something. Yeah. A, a smart car. Yeah. It is the weirdest site. You're like, that, really? That's the, ast- yes, that's the Astrodome. Yeah. It's, it doesn't look like, like you look at that, you go, that's the Astrodome. And the stadium is so big next to it. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's one of the more eye opening things because, as you mentioned, we when we were growing up, the Astrodome was like, oh, wow. It looks like the cool, biggest building right? you've yeah. ever seen. Ever seen. And then you see these two stadiums next to each other. Like, is that an arena? Like, what? what is that? <laughs> uh, Dan Israel, uh, executive producer at Chiefs Radio Network, says, yeah, it's like the it's like the the place where they store the salt when the, the salt truck needs to yeah, come. Yeah, that's looks exactly. Like it looks yep. like it's just that little municipal building that's next to the stadium. Right. It's a, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it does. It, look, it looks like where they put, like, the trucks, the equipment, like when they're yeah. you know, mowing the yeah. field or it's something. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, the Otis Road game i've been to thus far it felt like a preseason game it was weird cheese fans took over the building it wasn't full full but it was 75 25 chiefs i mean it was it was ridiculous saw people tailgating on the parking lot people clearly drove down they had their tents up the chiefs tents up and the flags up and they were doing the whole bit then you go into the game and they had the entire lower bowl there was barely a Texans fan to be found. Well, good for the Texan fans. Make a little money back after. Not this that season, I would blame right? them for yeah. to go see a one-win football team. And their their poor mascot and their poor marketing team the whole game was trying to generate noise for the home crowd. Not very effective. No. At one point in the game, they were on the big screen, Toro, the uh, the mascot. And and they said, how loud can you get? And he's there with a little sign. How loud can you get? How loud can you get? And it was crickets. It was it was crazy. It was mm-hmm. just crickets. Chiefs fans try to make as much noise as possible. That building's not not very conducive to noise, though. You know what I mean? It's big. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. And the noise kind of Tall. evaporates. Yeah. And it's not a very loud building in general, but the Chiefs fans dominated the place. It was crazy. I heard the roof was supposed to be open. They couldn't find the switch or something. I don't know what happened. So the roof was Kevin open. Kevin Harlan said it was busted. That's what I was wondering. So in the pregame, they said, you know, the or they said on, I think it was Thursday or Friday, they said the roof is going to be open, weather permitting. Okay, cool. So looked up some stuff about it. Apparently, it had only been open four times in the last eight years. And before that, it was like they had 50 straight games where it was closed. They opened it a lot at the beginning of the building, didn't open it for a long stretch, and then it barely had it open over the last eight years. So uh-huh. this is like going to be the fifth time in eight years that the uh, the roof is going to be open. Okay, interesting. And they had it open. It's hard to tell because you're still a long ways from it. I mean, it was like this much open, like, like 15 feet. It looked like it was like 10, 15 feet. Uh-huh. And they had it open for a stretch, and you could see the sunlight was kind of coming through. I'm like, okay. And then they, they open it maybe another five feet, what it looked like, five feet. And and then all of a sudden I looked up again. The next time I looked up, it was closed. And then they sent out a thing that says, too windy. The weather conditions are are uh, too cold, too windy. They're going to close the roof. But I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, is it just they hadn't opened it in so long? They, they opened it one time last year. Like, 
No one tried it. <laughs> like, yeah. The crank was. Like when you don't start your car for a while. Was the crank yeah. broken? <laughs> they couldn't get the roof open? I don't know. Kevin Harlan did say something about it being busted. So, I'm like, all right. So, and then the other part of that, which I found interesting, the Chiefs equipment people had to do a bunch of extra work and bring a bunch of extra stuff because they were going to have the roof open. It rains a lot there. Yeah. The temperatures can get a little bit cooler. They were complaining about the cold. I'm like, like it was like 50 yesterday. Yeah, come you know? on up here on Friday. It was too cold yesterday. It was like 46 at game time. They're like, nope, too cold. Roof mm-hmm. closed. But all the Chiefs equipment crew, they had to bring uh, rain gear. They had to bring cold weather gear. Well, I see you do that on purpose to make sleeves. the other team have to yeah. work. Yeah. They, 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 they did all this stuff just to create some extra work for the Chiefs. Right. So the equipment crew had to bring all of their basically outdoor gear, right? Just in case they had the roof open, and didn't need any. Hey, it's like Andy Reid putting stuff they on wasted tape. People's yeah, time. they did. Good so job out of them. The though. Texans I mean, this yeah. week wasted the coaches' times because they did the uh, the you know the two quarterback nonsense, and then they wasted even the equipment people's time, right? By giving them the idea that this game could be out pseudo outside, mm-hmm. and it didn't come to fruition. No, it didn't. A lot of wasted time. Good job by the Texans. Yeah. So those are the mind games you need to play. You know, those really are the mind games that you need to play in these type of situations in order to um, try to outthink your opponent because you're not going to beat the Chiefs. You're 111-1. So you got to figure out, all right, how can we do it? What can we do? we got to try everything. Let's tell them the roof is going to be open. Make them think the roof is going to be open. Make them go through the extra work and then not have the roof open. It, it's, it's, look, man, it's gamesmanship. Yep. It is. Felt yeah. like it didn't at the end of the day. It is. The and they it. try to get Carl Cheffers involved in the gamesmanship. He didn't did quite. his damnedest to try to help the Texans right. win that game. Uh, I got to see uh, Lovey's beard in person. How is it? Is it good in person? Oh, or it's, is it, it's, it, it, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. It's Lovey Smith's beard is. I mean, that should thing should be in a museum somewhere. Yeah, it, it, looked, it, is, it looked pretty glorious. It yesterday. is glorious. It is good glorious. I made a point of like getting close enough to see him. Yeah, <laughs> just to see that beard. It, it is so good. It's one of those things where you see it on TV and you're like, do I really want to see this in person? No, I mean, you had to almost prevent me from going up and touching it. You right. know what I mean? Like, well, you don't want to touch another man's beard. It would have been. It would have been like you and that MLS trophy. Which, I again, I was thinking about It's funny you bring that up. I'm thinking about that yesterday with the World Cup trophy. I'm like, why were those dudes wearing white gloves so offended that I wanted to touch something that people are slobbering yeah. all over? So I thought it was a little bit like that. I'm like, can I, you know, can I touch your beard? Yeah. Uh, hey, and then hey. I thought it was a little stalkerish, but I just I just saw it from a close enough distance where I'm like, this is glorious. Yeah. This is absolutely glorious. Look wonderful. Yeah. And then. There are any birds living in that beard? One of my favorite mascots in all of all of sports mm-hmm. is the inflatable Herbie at Nebraska. Okay. The Herbie Husker. Is that still a thing? I, I think so, right? Where they inflate him. He looks like Bob's big boy, but he's inflated and then there's then he, he bounces on his head. Yeah. He just bounces yeah. around. It's this goofy looking inflatable mask. You all know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Of course, the inflatable yeah. Yeah, inflatable absolutely. Herbie that bounces around. Did you know they have an inflatable Toro in Houston? Oh, they do. Yeah, I know addition, the actual Toro is a KC kid. In addition but... to the to the to the uh, the the furry mascot Toro, they had a mini inflatable Toro. Do they that bounced need that? Around. I don't know, but I liked him. Oh. I'm, was, I'm mad. Like, do you need that? It's very oh, creepy. Bounce, the same thing bounces on his head. They do. They're doing all kinds of stuff to try to keep people entertained. Bob, I know. Like it was like you over, know what keeps people entertained? Winning, winning. Yeah, I know. Playing good like, sports. They need to go over and above to keep people. Try. I mean, it's a, it's a hard sell right now, right? So they're doing anything. This is where your marketing department earns their dollars. Oh my goodness, yes. Or, you don't earn it when they're winning and everybody goes, but when you're losing and you have an upside down Toro and a bull eating a churro, like that's something. Yeah, that's good. I like. They that. had a they had a fantastic contest, which we should get here. 
Um, they had build a Whataburger Ooh. in the end zone. Okay. And they had uh, four people doing a relay race. Like, was it a real burger or was it like a fake burger? Well, no, these were like a, a costume burger. burger. So one person okay. put the bun costume on and went and laid down on the ground. And then the other person had to run the relay race and put the toppings on. And then the last leg, they had to put the other bun on, and they ran down and they pile drive the other person. It was great. It seems like the person who laid on the ground got the easy correct, but they got they they get piled on at the end. All right, with a with a layer of of burger, cheese, lettuce, and tomato. Right, but I think we need that here. I think it was I think it was a pretty pretty solid promotion. Mm -hmm. They're doing any they're doing anything and everything try to keep people entertained that are going to these. I don't blame them. They're trying their hardest. It's it's a little bit rough. I'll tell you, our guy who's the mascot down there from Kansas City, he wins every year for like great mascot awards and Mm -hmm. things like that. Like I follow him on LinkedIn, right? Does a great job. So congratulations to him. They put on a nice little show for the Chiefs fans and went to the game. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of food, what was the uh, media spread like? How how, they fare to other stadiums that you go to? Oh, glorious. They were really? it was fantastic, yeah. Mm. But you know buffet, their buffet was terrific. They had a, a another can, candy kiosk of the way to go. Okay. They had, we have the Sunday machine here, right? They so. have they they have I mean they have like a row of like cakes and pies and cookies and whatever, and then every single candy you want to have M and M's, Jelly Bellies, uh, whatever. Did you yeah. eat those you ones gotta, that taste like boogers? You got to do you got to do the candy bar. That's just the candy kiosk is where it's at, people. That's where it's at. Did they have good supply of ketchup and mustard? No mayo. Yes, they had their prop. Yeah, properly okay, filled okay, ketchup cool. and mm-hmm. ketchup and mustard. All right. didn't need These it, are the texts that I get from didn't people. You know, they want to know. Didn't, didn't need it. Did you have time. to put mayo on a dog again? I did not. Did not. Did not. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, we had our list of here's what we want to accomplish in the final four games of the season that we that we uh, did last week. Probably need to revisit because there weren't a lot of check marks, at least from yesterday's game. Next. This is Festo in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967, with friend of the show, Brett Veach. You're listening to Festo in the Morning. I mean, I'm not, but you are. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. gave you a uh, final quarter of the season. Here's what we'd like to see improve as the uh, as the Chiefs head towards the, the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure we knocked too many things off this list Not yesterday. really. No, just the, um, the injury one was happen. number one. Number one was no injuries. Yeah. Got that. They came out of the game healthy. Uh-huh. They did clinch the AFC West. That wasn't really on our on our list. It was kind of a foregone conclusion, but they did yeah. capture the, the, the AFC West. Uh, but look at the rest of this, Bob. Not not a lot was accomplished uh, in terms of that in this singular game. So you still got a lot of work to do heading into the to the to the stretch run here. Well, let me ask you this because I, I don't know why did McColl suit up yesterday? 
just gonna give him another week. Just just another week. Yeah. Okay. Because right. yeah. I saw him standing on the sidelines. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. No, he was not he's been with the team two weeks in a row. We're just yeah. giving him another week, trying to put a little more weight on him, a little get that strength back and what yeah. have you. And I think it just gave they just want to give him another week. Okay. So so he that was one of my deals, kind of get Ceh and McColl back into the flow of offense because I like the way that they still, you know, produce down in the red zone. No injuries, obviously. Thank goodness. Take another one of those uh, short yardage offense. I, there really wasn't much to go on yesterday from a short yardage standpoint. Yes. Short yardage offense um, getting better. We wanted to see didn't really yeah, the, come the, to play. Well, in this because one. And, and this Kevin Harlan said yesterday in overtime on the TV broadcast, the Chiefs are in NFL worst in third and one situations. They're only converting 44% of those. They, you know, they were 10 of 23 uh, going into overtime. Third yesterday. and one. Third and one. Yeah. yeah. So the worst in the NFL at that. Because so for a while they it need was, to get better. At it, that, was, right? uh, it was the brat. Give me the brat third and one. Is he still a thing? And then that suddenly has been stopped like a couple times. And you're like, okay, that's not working anymore either. So third and one has not been great yeah. for them. Is, is he still a thing? Is he still part of the team? The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because you don't hear from it. Pretty much special teams. He probably put mayo on that yeah, thing short, and they got rid of him. Some short yardage. Um, so he's not a real big factor. Defensive and offensive lines, I want to see them own games. I thought the offensive line was okay yesterday. I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is, I think, right now with the offensive line. I like, think they ran the football well yesterday. Yeah, and certainly, but they're also the worst rushing defense in the NFL. You should yeah, you should, you should take well, advantage right? of it. So, but, you know, you're, who are you going against? You yeah, know? right. So I, I I thought the offensive line did just just fine yesterday. Yeah, and and the defensive line I want to see dominate. Chris Jones didn't appear in the box score yesterday, and really the only thing I saw on Chris Jones yesterday was what looked like he was drinking a beer. The internet said, <laughs> yes, I know, on the sidelines, and him right. telling a coach to you know screw off or whatever, like screaming at some coach they showed on the sidelines as they were like coming back or going to break, and that was it from Chris Jones. He did not he did not register in the box score yesterday. That dude, did he play yesterday? He did. He did. Where was he? He had a, a, a push the pocket a few times kind of thing. There was one time where he was like going left and the running back went right by him to the right. He totally got washed out of But he did not you know, register a statistic yesterday, he did not, which is he weird. He registered right? nothing yesterday. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear about pushing the pocket. Yeah. I'm, I'm done well, with I'm that I'm saying nonsense. I, saw, I yeah. saw him appear a, a, a number of times. Uh, he was also, I, and again, I don't. When somebody's sick these days, I don't know how it affects them. True, I firmly true, believe true. Travis Kelsey had two games where he wasn't feeling well. I agree and with And yesterday that. looked yeah. like he was feeling a lot better. I don't know if Chris Jones, how he was feeling, but he was, he was sick late in the week. Um, he didn't seem to have quite the same energy coming out, but he played the entire time, right. so it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Like, if you're going to suit up and you're going to play, then I, you know, I yeah, expect you yeah. to play. I don't want to hear about, well, I was sick. Then did, don't play. Did he, did he pop? I and mean, he hasn't used that excuse. I'm saying there are times where I, I think – Players are sicker than they let on to go and oh, they give God, it. Yes, they give yes. it and they give it. Yep. Um, so I don't know how sick he was, but mm-hmm. that may have affected him. So I got him a little bit of a pass this week. And, um, you know, he did some, again, the stuff that doesn't appear in the box score that you don't like, that you want to see him in the box score more. Right. I get it. Um, well, but the fact that he didn't show up in the box score was a little bit was, like, yes, yeah, very, uh, excuse me, very, very strange. I'm looking in that for a C Jones here. Yeah. Anybody C Jones, um, literally C Jones, anybody getting CEH no. and McColl back in the flow of the offense obviously couldn't happen. Right. Uh, they did get Kadarius Tony back a little bit. Mm. Clearly he was uh, on a pitch count yeah. from wide receiver perspective. He did punt, uh, punt return the entire game. He looks to be getting the longest look to be the full-time punt returner. Yep even though he scares the crap out of me. <laughs> He's a little scary to me on, on, on punt returns and not catching the ball. Catches the ball just fine, but what are you going to do after it? Yeah. Still does catch me. I, I would, if it were me, 
I'd be like, I'm not, I don't need a big return. It's great if you do, but they have the number one offense in the NFL enough. Yeah. I have Justin Watson going there, catching it, securing it, and, and falling to the and, ground. Yes. And Making then, sure you don't have a turnover. And then the offense teams. takes over there. But yeah, he got yeah. the the full look at, at punt returning yesterday. I'm guessing that's going to be his moving forward. Yeah, I would I would hope so. I would I would imagine that's and kind then, of where it's going to be. But Mike Dana played well. I mean, we talk about the defensive line dominating. Like Mike Dana, I like this guy, yeah. Josh. Like yeah. really nice player. And I don't know. And your guy again, uh, Mister, um, came in for the season only batted down two passes to Carlos Dunlop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a big day yeah. yesterday. Two two passes defended like that. That's and huge. you don't know when we know Chris Jones was out sick. Those guys are around. I mean, they're always in the same. Yeah. Sort. The flu has been running they, through the facility, from what I've been told. Who knows? Yeah, and, and who knows of that position group? How many? Right. Were were affected? I don't know. And no, it was not a it was not a beer for Chris Jones. He no. drinks a special. Uh, brand of water, and you can find it. I mean, you can find it later in the thread where everybody's going, "Look, he's chugging a beer," which was funny, right? You looked at it, you're like, "Oh yeah," he sits down the bench and chugs a beer. He's got some special. He and a couple other guys have a, have a special brand of water they drink. It's, oh, in, good a, for it's in a big green bottle. Mm-hmm. Looks like a giant beer. I, you does. know what? I wouldn't have held it against him if he did have a beer <laughs> yeah. during a game. Like well, you know, beer. Like I when you find run you a, a race, study, yeah, I could find you a study that would say it's a smart idea. No, to it do is. That. It yeah, is. Yeah. You, when when you run a race, like any anytime you run like a ten k or a marathon or something like that, they give you beer at the end because it's good. It, it puts nutrients back. In. Now you're not getting tanked out there on the sidelines and drinking a twelve yeah. pack. But you, if you have a beer after a workout, that's like drinking a chocolate milk. It's yeah. supposed to be really good for you. It's like whatever it is, it's like Mountain Spring or something. I don't know. He and a few other players. I've drink seen that, that green s- bottle at that the store. That specific bottle of water that Why? must be there. They like it. I don't know. Give the players what they want. You yeah, know what I, mean? I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Do I don't have thing, to have but... a. I don't have to have an Aquafina or a Desante because that's our sponsor. Whatever. Right. It's like I'm drinking what I like on the sidelines. How about so. just like the guy just comes up and just squeezes the bottle in your mouth <laughs> or that like, or yeah. that? We don't do that anymore though. A little bit. Uh, also oh, you do that every time out the, you know, they're out yeah, there. Yeah. Chris is out there squeezing that water. Yeah. And everybody's then mouth. you go and you get your bottle on the sidelines, whatever. Oh. And it looks like a beer. And it's funny when you see the, uh, when you see the video, uh, look competent on special teams. And that was my bar for that one. Like look competent on special teams for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Can't say that was the case yesterday. Missed two, missed two kicks, right? Can't happen. Whether it's the Can't hold happen. or whether it's the kicker, they I don't got an care. issue they need to address. Cole quits telling I, everybody it's the hold, and there are there was a bad hold yesterday on the extra point. I, I I'm hearing from some folks as well that this has been an issue for the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, it's on the kicker. I mean, so right. if the I, holds aren't proper, care. doesn't he need to go and say get somebody else here that can hold? I would think you're not holding it right. Right. If that's the case, you're not holding it right. We gotta we gotta clean this up. Whatever whoever's fault it is, get it right. They're not they're not removing Butker. Okay, and I don't want them to. I, you, not you're going not going to find somebody that's going to be better right now on the streets in is the middle his, of December. Is his foot still hurting? Is he now dealing with a little confidence issue? Is the holder the problem? Are the snaps wrong? You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Just get it right. Just get it right. All of you right. get it right. You right. know what I mean? Like figure it out. Get better because they're not moving from any. They're not moving from any of those people, right? And, and if it's Butcher's the holder, going to kick and and. Uh, the special teams unit is going to stay. So they just have to get better. That's it. Well, I would imagine can't if it's the holder, you got to replace the guy. You can't sit there, you know, with your head in the clouds and say, oh, it's going to be okay. Tommy Townsend is going to be just fine. Get the backup quarterback out there or a wide receiver or whoever can, can hold well, properly. I, so I, if it is would, a holder issue, they got to address it. I would, I would agree. Chances they do that before the end of the season. 
Well, I, I mean, I would say zero. I think, he, but th- we're not talking about replacing a left tackle, right? You, you, a, a, a holder, let, let's call it what it is, not exactly, you know, a tough job. It really isn't. Catch the ball, put the ball down, put the well, laces there's a, there's out. There's a nuance to it. There's a nuance to it. But these guys are NFL players. They can figure it out. I'm not going to sit here and say they can't but find somebody else to hold. They, uh, they, and they practice it during the game the entire, a lot. They practice it a lot during, during the game. Um, so you think they had the best chance to get it right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, because if you have a a different holder, say it's a backup quarterback or a defensive back or someone with you consider having great hands, have like how many days of practice to work on catching the ball and putting it down? They won't they won't practice as much as these guys do. I guarantee you. You know what I mean? Like they have the best chance to get better. But if they're not getting better, and this has been an issue since the playoffs of twenty twenty, I've been been an issue to. Well, Butker hasn't been great. Who's been? But. They're the ones that get directly changed, and they haven't. So I, know, right, I don't know that it's an issue. The, the coaches don't always do the right things. I don't think that they consider it an issue. So yeah, but coaches, but but maybe they should. Yeah. I mean, if it if it is, look, if if the hold is an issue and the coaches aren't understanding that, then it's on Butker to go. Hey, look at the snaps. Look at the holds. They're not where I need them to be because right now he's public enemy number one. Butker is. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he He's, left four more points. Yeah, yeah. More, four more points were left on the field yesterday. The, the, uh, you leave points on the field in the playoffs, you're going to lose. I've never seen a, a, a pro football reference page that says, "Well, it's the kicker butt," right? And then it has holder stats. How, how, holder stats. None how of many that's did you in have there. Late, on, like, yeah, it's right. on the kicker. Yeah. Most of the times, you don't even know who the holder is. But if the holder is an issue, and I'm just saying that because Colquitt was tweeting about it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, 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 and a guy that held for right. a long time in the NFL. Yeah. And then there's pictures of the, the missed extra point. The laces were pointing to the side. They were not properly pointing the mm. right way. If it, which again, whatever, man, this is like baseball excuses. It's like, Oh, if it rains today, Dale Swaim can't laces do an interview, out. right? This is, this is where we are in this kind of stuff. But if you believe in your kicker and you don't believe that he's an issue and you believe in this guy and he's still missing kicks, then you got to address what's next. And it may be the holder. They may need to put, you know, whomever Chad Henney or go get Colquitt and let him hold for the last couple of weeks of the season. He was a really good holder. Put him on the roster as the hold guy. Townsend's doing a great job of punting. But if it's not working on kicks and you're leaving points on the field, now you have to start breaking it down and truly addressing all of that because in the postseason games do come down to three points, to four points, to five points. And the last thing you want to do is have another Lynn Elliott situation here. You really don't. And I don't know because no one's probably ever asked the question, right? I don't, who's, the, who's the backup holder? I have no idea. I mean, a lot of times you'll see like different punt returners or different kick returners warming up and practicing. You yeah. kind of, you know, the pecking order of that. Heck, we know that, um, that Justin Reed goes out there and kicks. <laughs> right as the emergency kicker, um, I don't know how much the backup holder factors in. I feel. I mean, I'm sure like there is a backup holder. I, I, I mean, mean they have, have a plan for have, everything, yeah. but um, I don't know who that is and how much work they get. I'm but guessing it's little to none. Just because the punter has done all the holding in the past doesn't mean he still needs to do all the holding. Correct. And, and I would just say the 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 I would say the the likelihood of them changing that out is slim to none. Mm-hmm. At least within the confines of this season. But I'll ask you, it's such a minor deal. Like if you Seemingly, work all but it's week not. at practice, though, if you work it all week at practice, I would think Henny can grab the ball and place it on the ground. I'm just telling you. I, I understand that, out, but I'm playing like, like that on the sometimes field. Sometimes coaches do things that are dumb. The, uh, the, the kicker, the long snapper, and the punter are the only ones that practice in the course of a game. 
Well, they're not practicing right then. They're the only ones that practice within a game, other than like pregame warmups and a little bit at halftime. In the game, it's not like uh, offensive linemen are over there working on drills. And uh, well, what else do those the, three the people have to do? The quarterback is, you know, taking snaps under center unless you're switching quarterback. None of that happens. These guys practice the entire time. Like, get it right. Because yeah, they're bored. Like, get too. it right. I mean, what else are they doing? Get it right. But it's not like it, it, it becomes insanity, right? Over and over again, expecting different results. And if the holder truly is an issue, Lace is out. and get it fixed. Bucker needs to have a uh, special teams camp. Something. Get those guys yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. His own yeah. camp. Snap yeah, camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget Pat camp. Bring some snap camp. And look, here, here's the other thing, too. Special teams have been off all year. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I know. I know. Totally not just, not, like, it's, it's been a bad year for special teams. They've stunk. I'm saying if you're looking for, hey, change them all out, I would just say the more likely scenario is get better. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Hope for them to get better and expect them to go practice and get better. Sir, when you catch the ball, put the laces pointing the goalpost, please. Laces out. Sir, the laces need to, the, the white things on the ball need to face the goalpost. Laces out. Huh? That's it. And then the final one we had was stack good games together for the secondary. Mm. I don't know if you got much of a test in that regard. Yeah. I mean, unless your goal was to guard a second quarterback. <laughs> What was the deal with the running, quarterback? I running mean, like, routes or down the field, and I don't know. That felt like a that felt like a waste of a lot of resources for the Texans. If you're me, I mean, granted, the Chiefs had to prepare for two quarterbacks. I don't think they had to do a whole lot though to guard the one who was split out wide. No, that was <laughs> very weird. Desperate times call for desperate that measures. Very, yeah. very, very weird. So Carl Sheffers liked the way they played, though. I thought. Unfortunately, they did not get a lot accomplished on our checklist. No, that's all right. But they won the West. The, the one, the one that you needed to have and they accomplished. Stayed healthy. Yeah, that that was it. Really, the other stuff was gravy. They stayed healthy. They won the West. <sighs> okay. Then yeah, proceed to the next uh, exit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, go about your day. Whatever. Get to that next game. So the playoff picture has has indeed uh, changed. The Chargers are not only in at the moment, they're the sixth seed. They went from being the eighth seed and barely alive to the sixth seed and an 80% chance of making the playoffs. And the Dolphins have now slipped to the seventh seed. So if it were to stop, boom, we're playing football tomorrow in the postseason, Chiefs and Dolphins. Mm -hmm. How would you like them apples? (laughs) Actually, I like it a lot better than I did, you know. Yeah, I just, I I don't want to deal with it. I just don't. I don't want to deal with heel. I just don't want to deal with heel. All week listening to him. Ugh. So the Titans are are the four seed despite being now seven and seven. They may not win the division. If the Jags win out, the Jags win that division. No count on the Jags winning out. Though. Have you seen the rest of their schedule? I know, but I don't I don't I still don't trust that team. I can't figure them out. They're like all over the place. Trevor looks like a wonderkin one day, and the next time that team doesn't look like anything. Yesterday was great. They beat America's team. I know. Yesterday. They beat America's team yesterday. They were great. In overtime. So, Bills still have the one. The rest of their schedule is at Jets, at Texans, versus Titans. Mm. They went out. They're in. We want now the Bengals to beat the Bills here in two weeks. And they'll be the four seed. And then the Bills would drop to the uh, to the three. Cincinnati would move to the two. Chiefs would move to the one. That's our scenario. That's what we want, right? Chiefs get home field. 
Um, right now, the T- Tennessee Titans are four, as I mentioned. Baltimore's five. The Chargers, who continue to defy the odds and win random games, like again yesterday. I knew they were going to win that game, right? Close game late. I'm like, ah, they're going to... They're gonna... They don't charge it up enough anymore. They just win games yeah, they shouldn't Yeah, but you know anymore. what? Let, let's keep it what it is because with They're the availability of Sean Payton, the last thing we need is him to go to the Chargers. And so, so sneak into the playoffs. Sneak into the playoffs, mm. backdoor in, keep Staley around, let Payton go to the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the Dolphins are the seventh seed as we speak. I got a chance to catch up in the uh, the post game locker room with a few uh, players. I'll tell you, it was kind of it was kind of a mixed feeling in there. Yes, they were celebrating. They won the division. Goal, one of their goals accomplished. Cross it off the list. They got T-shirts. They got hats. They took pictures. They were they were excited. But also, I think they all acknowledged as well. They could have played better. They could have put a team away. They were a two touchdown favorite on and had to go to overtime to beat. That was a one win team. So it was a little bit bittersweet in that locker room. Uh, Creed Humphrey says, yep, never an easy day in the old NFL. For sure, yeah, definitely. They, uh, hats off to them. They played a great game, came out ready to play, and uh, they played really hard tonight. So it was, it was a really good challenge. What do you mean for this offense to get a, a walk-off after a big defensive play? I know you guys were mad coming off the field, wanting to get that first possession of overtime, but then getting a second shot. What do that mean? Yeah, it felt great. You know, uh, yeah, I felt good to get a run in for the touchdown to win that one for sure. Uh, you know, the running backs ran hard all day, and uh, you know, I felt like they deserved to you know have that last touchdown. So it was awesome to see them be able to do that. We've talked quite a bit about the backs, but that role McKinnon fills for you. Can you describe what he just kind of does everything, whatever, right? Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife, man. He is. Yeah, you can't you can't you know explain just how important he is. He he comes in with a great attitude every day. Comes in ready to work and get better and. You know, he's he's a huge help to our team, and he's extremely important to this team. So hats off to him. He played a great game today. I know a little bit mixed emotions, right? You guys wanted to play better, but yet you come out of it with a playoff spot and another AFC West. What's the kind of the balance of today? Yeah, just, uh, you know, be happy uh, that, you know, we won. Be happy we won the West, but uh, don't be complacent because there's a lot of room for us to improve. And, uh, you know, it was a sloppy one today. A win's a win, but it was sloppy, and we need to improve off of that. And, uh, come back better next week what can get better here in the last you got three games to go so plenty of time to get better what are you looking to to do yeah just execution you know execution on a per snap basis you know every taking every snap uh you know just taking it play by play and making sure we're executing play by play that's uh that's the biggest key for us right now if we do that you know this team is this team's very dangerous seven straight in the division Two in a row for you, Hemming, and the whole time. But what's it mean to kind of keep that thing going? It's crazy. I mean, the, you know, that just kind of shows, you know, the players that have been around here, the culture that has been set up. It's uh, really impressive. And, you know, seven years in a row is a very difficult thing to do. So hats off to the everybody that's been involved those past seven years. It's been awesome. And uh, thankfully I've been a part of two of them. Check marking boxes, right? I mean, it's kind of the goal list, right? First thing is get in you're in right I mean is that as big as anything today too that you you do accomplish one goal yeah for sure you know our goal is uh you know every every season our goal is going to be you know make the playoffs win the AFC West win the AFC Championship win the Super Bowl so uh you know that's one goal off our list now we got to improve it uh got to improve to be able to get to the next goal I haven't been to millions of games but this one was weird we're in Houston there's red shirts everywhere. It's a, like a Chiefs pseudo home game. That was that was awfully strange, wasn't it? Not? Yeah, it was. It was kind of nice having that. Uh, you know, after 
you know, being the third game that we've had away in a row. So third week in a row being away, it was kind of nice to have, you know, there's a ton of Chiefs fans out there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a great atmosphere for us, for sure. That's uh, Creed Humphrey in the uh, postgame locker room. Creed. And again, it was, it was, there was, there was much like probably most of you watching the game. It does mean something to get that automatic bid. Absolutely. <laughs> you get the automatic bid in a home game. It's great. It's great. You mm-hmm. absolutely want to do it. Can they play better? Yeah. yeah. Do they need lot. to play better? Yeah. Yeah. So there's your, there's your carrot for the remainder of the season. Guys. It, it, like, it's, it's, go play better. I know it's semantics, but play better versus um, don't make mistakes. Cause I thought, you know, for the most part, they played fairly well. I mean, they had 500 yards in yeah. total offense. Offen- right? Their offensive numbers were stupid. Offensively, yesterday. they were unbelievable. And defensive numbers weren't bad either. They defensive gave 200, been... 200, just a little over 200 yards. Right. Take that every day of the week. Third down penalties sucked yesterday. A lot of that is, has to do with Carl um, Sheffers. Good to see you, Carl, which nobody Carl. is saying right yeah, now. No, no. You, you thought Carl Peterson was like the, the Carl nobody liked, right? Carl Sheffers has passed Carl Peterson. We shouldn't know his name. Right. We'll hey. get into him more coming up uh, a little after nine. Uh, but, but so, a lot so, of numbers to back up the Chiefs' angst. Yeah, so defensively, yeah, get off the field. But, if, again, don't turn the football over two times, and this is a laugher. It is. Penalties, it's a I laugher. think this one to me was a laugher. But yeah. I, pen, penalties, though, versus real penalties. Carl Cheffer's penalties versus legit penalties. And I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know where line the line is. was of yesterday at, yeah. at all. Uh, bring back Hosmer. What? Maybe not so stupid for the Royals. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, locked in, focused, and ready to go starting at 6. I get the bosses wrong all the time, too. I remember which one's on which team. Right. Chubs are the same way. Chubs are the same way. Yeah. Um... Where was I going with this now? I totally forgot. Lost you on yeah, Chubb, you, you did. nine-year-old. <laughs> Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. Comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. Could there be a reunion? Something I would have went a few months ago. Yeah. Now I'm like. Why not? What the hell? Why not? Right? What do you got to lose Eric right Cosmer now? Eric right? Cosmer was uh, basically sent out by the Red Sox. Yeah, he was DFA'd. See you Gone. later. Yeah. Yeah. Padres still owe him the money. All of it. Yeah. You can actually get him for nothing. Yeah. You basically get him for the league minimum. League minimum to bring back Eric Cosmer. You're paying O'Hearn over a million dollars per year. I'd bounce out of him and bring Hosmer back. I mean, tell, who, who would you rather go Hosmer, to the ballpark and see, Hosmer or O'Hearn? Hosmer come work with uh, Vinny and Prado. Yeah. And be another guy that said, hey, we were here in one championships a, recently. Be a veteran. I don't hate it. I know. I don't either. I, I, I You know, I, I normally would hate pay, a move like this. I would this. too. Yeah, I, but you're not paying not the to dime. Mention, not to mention, 
It's not exactly they, they're giving you a whole bunch of stuff to go to the ballpark for. Right, exactly. You might grab yeah. a few extra people by going, Haas Hey, let's back. go watch Haas, yeah. Haas is Absolutely. Back. I'm in on this. I'm in on this. What the Bring heck? It it doesn't, yeah. Doesn't, no hurt. Look, it's going to be a year where you're trying to figure things out anyway, right? Get some veteran leaders in there to help these young kids along because Eric Hosmer is one of those guys, next to Salvi, obviously, but sometimes it's good to have a different voice, right? They don't know Hosmer. Hosmer comes in and goes, oh, yeah. You know, I was the captain of this team that won a world championship in 2015. I know what it was like. I mean, yeah, you've heard the stories from Salvi over and over again, but eventually Salvi becomes like your dad, right? All right, we heard the story from you. Oh, new guy. What's the story? Well, let me tell you about how good the Royals used to be a short time ago, right? I mean, Eric Hosmer yeah. is still a pretty big name. He's a veteran leader. I think he's the perfect addition right now for this team. Now, I do. I don't know the dynamic now. I feel like if Dave Moore was here, a hundred percent. Oh, million percent. Yeah, they're gonna have to beat Texas to the punch on this 100 one, right? Million percent. Yeah, gotta be Texas to the punch. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't know. New regime, new ideas. I, I, I will say this though. But I, they don't have to pay him anything. That's the thing. That's like, the thing. There's no money involved. You're, and yeah. you're not really probably counting on him for like major production. No, you just kind of want him to be here like a Raul Abanya. You're, you're paying a veteran minimum for some leadership. Yep. Yep. Some teaching. Yep. And uh, one of the guys in the locker room that could help. I don't hate it. Right. I'm surprised they don't hate it. I thought I would like a few months ago. I'd be like, no, but you don't, they're paying somebody else is paying the freight. Right. They're paying big bucks for that. And and I will say this. And what, what really changed me on this is a conversation I was having with somebody in baseball. And we were talking about the Hosmer deal. And then they traded him to the Padres. And this was a recent conversation I had this month, actually. And, and I was talking to somebody about, the Hosmer deal. I'm like, boy, how about the Padres paying all that money and, and not really getting a whole lot out of Eric Hosmer? And they go, actually, you're wrong. I go, excuse me? They said they talked to the owner, Peter Seidler, of the uh, of the Padres. You know, this guy? Yeah, yeah, he spends a lot of money. <laughs> I, I know him because he spends money, and we need more Peter Seidlers out there. And and the, the, the comment that I was given was, Somebody said, well, you wasted that money on Hosmer. And he goes, oh, no, we got every single dime that we wanted to out of Eric Hosmer. It was, it was a good contract for us. And I went, what? And they said the leadership that he provided and and he gave them the credibility and he gave those guys the 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 leadership that they were craving they paid on the that leadership team. Luxury tax. And they paid the leadership huh. luxury tax. And they believe that they got value for every dollar they spent on Eric Hosmer. And it was worth it to them. And they would do it again. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I think right now this team, you know, Salvi can be your leader, but is Salvi all in right now? I mean, he did unfollow the team on Instagram, right? You you start unfollowing people on Insta. How in are you on something like that? So I, I just think in, in a situation where we know that the Royals are going to figure things out for a year, I'm sure Q would love to have a guy like Eric Cosmer on his team that can be the conduit from the manager's office to the players, be that leader. Eric Hosmer is a great leader. He's a great clubhouse guy. And you may say, yeah, you're not going to win. You're not winning games with Ryan O'Hearn either. So bring the guy in here. Let him relive the glory days. You probably will. You probably will sell some extra tickets. He's a great guy in the community. This is a perfect addition for this team right now. I would absolutely bring him in here on a one-year deal. You didn't do anything else? You know what I mean? Like, if they'd done a bunch of stuff, I'm like, okay, why are we paying a nostalgia nostalgia card here? I don't need You're not paying anything. League minimum. Yeah. You're not, you're not counting on him other than to be the. Just be the leader. Be, be the, the leader. voice. Be the. Be, be the, Eric Hosmer. No. no, be be Raul Abanians and say, yeah. hey, man, you're good. Yeah. Gosh darn it. I've been watching you guys from afar, All and I think it. you're good. All like, for it. Come on now. Let's go. Yeah. Let's uh, go, John. Sometimes the uh, sticker shock of baseball gets me, and this one did.
I don't know why I was shocked by the sticker. I was shocked by the result of the sticker. So uh, Andrew Benintendi is now a member of the Chicago White Sox. And he signs a five-year, $75 million deal. Mm-hmm. Five for 75 is not big in baseball terms at all. Not huge, but good for him, I think, right? And then I'm, I'm reading the story. I happen to read the story on ESPN. And it's $15 million a year. And it says, this is the largest free agent contract in White Sox history. Yeah, that that's what shocked me. Wait, what? And I'm like, the White Sox have never spent more than seventy five million. And you came back with Andrew Benintendi, like nice player, but eh. like, yo Pedro, seventy five mil for little, Benny, little above average baseball player, you know, like yeah, it's going right. okay. It is a going rate, but I thought they've spent the most. Like it's the White Sox, it's Chicago, it's a big market. This is the biggest free agent contract they've ever done. That's where was I was. With Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, I was like, wait a second here. That's the biggest contract the White Sox have ever done. No, surely that's wrong. And don't call me Shirley. I <laughs> love I love the write-up they had too. It says outfielder Andrew Benintendi and the Chicago White Sox agreed on a five-year, $75 million contract Friday, sources told ESPN. Oh, sources. Here we go. Linking one of the game's premier bat to ball hitters with a team whose contra- contact oriented approach is one of its offensive hallmarks. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Andrew Benintendi, premier bat to ball hitter. Okay. <laughs> it's like Scott Boris telling you, you know what? You need one of the premier bat to ball hitters out there. What the hell's a bat to ball hitter? Someone who hits the ball. Isn't that your job? It certainly is. One of the like baseball just loses. He wins all the slash stuff. Well, he's a great bat to ball hitter. I he, mean, he he can really go the he opposite wins you way. All the all the all the the, the extra numbers people some people love. Right. He's a premier bat to ball guy, Bob. Mm-hmm. We know that. I don't know what that means. We went out and signed the richest franchise free agent contract ever in our history. Right. And came back with Andrew Benintendi. Right. I'm not mocking the contract for Benintendi. I'm mocking the fact that the White Sox never spent more than this. Isn't that crazy I, that they I, I haven't? Guaranteed they had a hundred and some million dollar contract somewhere. Yes. But everybody that they got has been like a trade. Like when they got James Shields and they were paying all that money, that was a trade. They got rid of Tatis. He signed in San Diego. So you start to think about it. You're like, yeah, that's probably true. The White Sox really have. I mean, they've had some good minor league development that they've done, but I would have thought in, for They were brought sure. in a pitcher that was worth more right. than that. Never did that. Point. Like you would think the White Sox spent money on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked. This is, this is their richest free agent again, deal it's ever. The same owner that wouldn't pay, uh, wouldn't pay Dennis Rodman and wouldn't pay uh, Scotty Pippen too. So <laughs> maybe part of it, maybe part of it. He's cheap. Yeah. That's so, crazy. That was just crazy to me. Like, oh, Benny's yeah, Yasmani the- Grandal uh, had a four-year deal for seventy-three million. That was their previous high. Say that again. Four for seventy-three. Was their so previous more high. per year than yeah, what Benny's yeah, getting, but also total. Yeah, but total Benny. Total. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. for Andrew Benintendi. I like that guy. He's you know what? When I look at Andrew Benintendi, I, I always think too, Josh. I'd like a guy like that in our lineup. He's a really good bat-to-ball hitter. You know, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get contact. <laughs> Sure. Great. You're paying Great. a guy the richest contract in the history of your franchise. That's fine. He's a, you want a slugger, though. Like, contact he's hitter. He's a contact hitter. Yeah. He's got a good inside-out swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get you a single or a double when you need it. Yeah, nice player. Look, uh, really he's okay. nice. He's a nice he's player. Okay. He's a nice player. But I just I was just more stunned by the contract. Yeah. and Not not for him, but just for the White Sox standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So bring back Hosmer. Get rid of O'Hearn. 
would Hosmer want to come back here? Well, question I don't mark, think question he doesn't, mark, question have, mark. doesn't have many, many suitors right now. And then someone, they, they said, thanks. They want to legitimately know, would Hosmer come yeah, back here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he didn't want to leave. But the money was too much in San Diego. I mean, unless he's well, going, now that Dayton's not here, who knows what the dynamic is? Yeah, but, I don't you know. know. But maybe, you know, you know maybe, you're and coming maybe, back to a fan base that's going to love you, man. Like you're at the end of your career. Do you want to go somewhere and get booed all the time? And maybe be he miserable? wants to go to contender again. I don't know. But does a contender want him? Maybe not. I mean, well, he, he he's he, been cut by the Padres and the Red Sox essentially. Well, but you don't have to pay him. They don't have to pay him either. Right. That's the thing. So but you you could go to a contender with no harm. But is he good enough to go to a contender? I don't know. I don't, you, know. You go I don't think with, he is. You go there with no harm. Like, let's even get a little something out of him. It's super cheap. Yeah. I mean, they could, some other team could do that too. That is a contender. Could, but could. I, I don't know that, that he's looked at in baseball terms as good enough. Molten like, hot lava of talent yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's on the downside of his career. And look, I, I think it just makes perfect sense to come back to Kansas city. I, th- I think it would be a great, honest to God. I think it'd be a great addition for this ball club just for that leadership standpoint. He don't have to play. Not telling take Vinny out of first base or whatever, and go oh, we got Hosmer back now. But as a leader, like this team needs veteran leaders and guys to show them the way. There's a lot of rookies on this team, a lot of young guys on this team, a lot of guys that don't know that the Royals were winners just seven years ago. They need somebody that was there other than Salvi. It. Right? You don't want him to Google. No, it. I don't. Bring him in, man. As much leadership as you can get right now for these young kids to kind of show them the way. I I think it makes perfect sense. And I'm not a bring a guy back guy. Also, Bob and I are not blame the refs guys. We have a long standing history of that. Uh, but when Carl Cheffers is involved, yeah, we'll blame the refs. We do got ourselves a problem. We'll get to that next.